0: Welcome to Tres Cuentos. Today, we continue with Las Animas de los Muertos. And today's cuento comes from Mexico. And it was collected by Dr. Joseph Sobel. In his book, The House Between Earth and Sky, Harvesting New American Folktales, published by Teacher Ideas Press. When I spoke to Dr. Sobel about my intention of telling this story on stage, he asked me to please give credit to the people that actually told him this story. So their names are Maria Elena and Annabel Medina, who at the time were students at the Roosevelt High School in Chicago. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz, and now... I invite you to pay careful attention to this cuento so it does not happen to you. What the dogs saw. Her name was Rosa. And Rosa was one of those women that not exactly liked to mind in her own business. She was always asking about this, about that, about him, and about her. Well, it happens that Rosa lived in a small house with her three dogs. On the right side of the house, there was a creek, almost dry. Passing the creek, there was the church. Now, Rosa had noticed, observed, that certain nights, especially... Around Dia de los Muertos, Dia de las Animas, the Day of the Blessed Souls, around the first days of November, or around Christmas, New Year's Eve, or during Holy Week, for three nights straight, after the bells of the church had struck midnight, her dogs would go outside and start... She would go outside to see if somebody was trespassing into her property, but no. She never saw anything. Well, this event happened the night before. So let's say today is when the story begins. So today in the morning is when Rosa goes to the priest and she asks him what is going on. And you know what the priest said? Ay, Rosa, Rosa. No, 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 Rosa. Váyase, 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 váyase. No pregunte esas cosas. <laughs> Olvídese de eso. Váyase. Forget about it. But Rosa was determined not to forget about it. Instead, she remembered what her mother told her long time ago. If she wanted to see what the dogs see late at night... All she had to do was to wipe off the dog's sleep, la lagaña, the eye boogers, and then rub it on her eyelids. So that's exactly what she did. Around 11 p.m., she went outside her porch, she sat down on her rocking chair, she called her favorite dog Pepita, she wiped off the dog's sleep la lagaña, the eye boogers, and then she rubbed on her eyelids, and she waited. After the bells of the church had struck midnight, her dogs began to... At the beginning, she didn't see anything, but she heard a whisper. Murmurs. murmur. Rosa followed the whisper to her right. And then it's when she saw the first of the animus, the first of the blessed souls, the souls of the purgatory. It was right there, passing by the creek, by the church and after her were so many others with their white robes holding their candles praying and some of them dragging chains Rosa watched the procession passing by and when it seemed that the procession was about to fade away in the distance the last of the animals stopped in the blink of an eye he was right in front of her offering to Rosa her candle there was something that Rosa knew was that you don't mess with the animas you don't make them mad so what option did she have right Rosa went to grab the candle and when she did the anima disappeared vanished in the air. But Rosa was still holding the candle. She dropped it, and she ran back inside. She closed the door. And when she looked down, the candle was right by her feet she thought that one of the dogs had brought it in so she grabbed the candle she walked outside and she walked along the creek and she tossed the candle in and then she ran back inside her house she closed the door and she locked herself in her room she sat down on her bed grabbed the rosary and she began to pray she prayed and she prayed until finally she was able to calm herself down amen When she opened her eyes, the candle was right in front of her. Oh, that night she couldn't get rid of that candle and she could not get any sleep. Next morning, Rosa went to see the priest and she told him what had happened. And you know what the priest said? Ay, Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Yo le dije Rosa, pero es que usted es una terca, Rosa. Uno le dice una cosa y usted le entra por un oído le sale por el otro. Ah, pero bueno, tranquila, Rosa, cálmese, cálmese, cálmese. Hay algo que usted puede hacer. There was an option. What she had to do was to return that candle. But of course, anything could happen. That afternoon, Rosa went back home. She sat on her rocking chair outside her porch. And she began to think all the things that could possibly happen that same night, the third night. That the animas took another route. That they didn't come by her house, by the creek, by the church. That she was one of the animas in that procession. That the anima, the blessed soul, did not want the candle back. That Rosa was dropping the candle by accident making the animal mad. She couldn't get any rest. That night, around 11 p.m., she called her favorite dog, Pepita. She wiped off the dog's sleep, La Lagaña, the Eye Boogers. Then she rubbed on her eyelids with the rosary in one hand and the candle in the other. She waited. After the bells of the church had struck midnight, Her dogs began to... At the beginning, she didn't see anything. But she heard that same whisper, that same murmur. She followed the whisper to her right. And then they were the animals. The blessed souls, the souls in penance, they were all right there with their white robes, their candles praying, and some of them dragging chains. Rosa watched the procession passing by, and when it seemed that the anima had completely forgotten about her, that they were going to fade away in the distance, the last of the animas, stopped and slowly turned around towards Rosa. In a blink of an eye, it was right in front of her, asking for her candle back. Good news, right? But the problem was that Rosa was completely convinced that something was going to go wrong. So, when she was the candle back to the anima, Rosa was holding onto that candle really tight. So when the anima grabbed the candle, Rosa did not let it go. And both began to pull back and forth, back and forth, until the anima got really mad and said, Pronto! And the anima vanished in the air with her candle. Rosa she fell down on the ground unconscious next day when the priest came by to check on Rosa he was the one who found her guarded by her dogs people say that it took her a couple of days to regain consciousness to remember what had happened who she was but eventually she was fine She resumed her daily activities, her routine, and it was okay. But she wasn't exactly the same after that. She was constantly sitting outside her porch on her rocking chair, gazing towards the distance, as if she was seeing something passing by over and over again. A neighbor who was there when rosa passed away when she died the neighbor says that before rosa's rosary slipped through her fingers and touched the ground rosa's last word was <laughs> pronto <sighs> curiosity Killed this lady. color Colorado, este cuento se ha acabado. Well, friends, I bet a lot of you have questions or even things to say about what we just heard. So, the following notes have the goal to help you understand a little bit more. Now, let's move on to Las Animas, the blessed souls, the souls that come from the purgatory. What is the purgatory? Who are those guys? What are they doing here? Well, let's talk about it. In the essay, The Popular Belief in the Purgatory Souls in the Valleys of the River Andarax and Nacimiento, by Manuel Francisco Matarín Guil, the author, says... According to the Catholic belief, the purgatory is a place or a state in which all sins and wrongdoings are atoned. In the dualistic system proposed by the church, the soul is judged twice, when the person dies and at the end of times. On the first trial, depending on what the soul did, will be either sentenced to eternal fires in hell Or it is taken to heaven, where it will rejoice in the presence of God. However, during the 2nd and 4th century, Christianism reflects on the situation of the souls that have not seen enough to deserve the infierno, hell, and that can be saved by succeeding at passing perhaps a test or exam, something like that. Therefore, On the 12th century is when the word purgatorium appears as a noun. As well, it is important to say that the pressure of folklore beliefs over scholars at the time opened the gates to the inclusion of this concept. So it was a combination of both. Von Kepler in 1930, writing guidances for preachers, advises them that when they refer to the purgatory, in front of the congregation, it is important to emphasize the most painful parts of it because the most important part of the predicament is to mobilize Christians to feel pity for the souls of those who are atoning in the purgatory. So let's go back a little. On the 12th century is when Christianism came with the idea that there are people that when they died, they weren't that bad, right? So it's not fair to send them to hell just because they made some mistakes. But it's not fair to send them to heaven if they were not that pious. I mean, so where do we send them? To this new place called purgatory. Now, when they are in that place or in that state, they are helpless and they need us. From there comes the belief that the sentenced souls try to alleviate the pain by showing themselves to those in debt to them, to obligate them to carry on promises that were not fulfilled by them or to perform sacrifices for them that eventually will help them to get out of that state or reduce the sentence. Therefore, there is a rich and extensive oral tradition that talks about these souls that appear alone or in company or in a procession. The following note comes from a digital document that you can find in the website the Spanish Storytelling Association under the title The World of the Animas by the anthropologist Rafael Quintia Pereira. According to this document the animas have an ambivalent nature. They can be good or they can come with evil intentions. The animals can intercede for us to God. They can even help us with our troubles during our daily lives, but they also can ask for justice or vengeance and be bothered by the living to the point that they can even terrorize that person. According to the anthropologist Marcial Gondar, the animas can show themselves in different ways, as an individual or as a part of a group. They can even take the shape of an animal, such as a bee or a dragonfly or a butterfly. They can also manifest through sounds, noises, lights and shadows. Or they can manifest themselves in a more indirect way, that is when things in the house are not going well. People are getting constantly sick, animals are dying, crops are failing, there's a lot of tragedies and misfortunes, and it just keeps happening and happening. And no matter what you do, what you try to stop doing, it just, there's no way to stop that. So, that could be that there's an anima or a soul in penance there. There are certain times throughout the year when it's easier for these souls to transit into our world. So there is a belief that animas can come down to earth at night during Christmas Eve or during the night of the dead, Dia de los Muertos, which falls around November the 2nd, Dia de las Animas. So for instance, in Galicia, Spain, during the night of the dead, people do not pick up the dishes from the table after dinner because they believe that the dead can come back that night and they could be hungry. Regarding the procession of the animas, It normally occurs, happens at night. And they go out announcing the future death of a neighbor. The procession is led by a living person that carries the cross. Behind that person comes the procession of animas. And they are usually wearing white dresses or robes with hoods, um, lighting up the path with candles or with bones of dead people lit up. Now the person that has been summoned to lead the procession That person, he or she, in time, will see how his or her health diminishes, losing weight and getting weaker and weaker. And that person will not find rest until they pass this burden onto somebody else. If you find yourself in the presence of processions of animas, you should not look at it. Don't be curious. Don't listen to what they're saying. And do not take what they will offer you. Very well, dear listeners. We will finalize the program with one more story. And this one comes from the book The Bird Who Cleans the World by Victor Montejo. Published by Carpstone Press. Copyright. 1991 by B.A.V. Francis, translation by Wallace Kaufman. The Boy Who Saw Visions The old dog to seek went out into the yard every night and barked tirelessly. His big ears stood up and leaned forward as if he spied on the far horizon devilish ghosts, and visions about to throw themselves on him. This scrawny dog pawed lazily at his fleece, and at night he barked fervently and ceaselessly at the distance. This habit allowed neither of the owners of the house nor the neglected dog any peace. Mothers said to their children, Dogs who howl at night. Like to seek, have visions, and can see strange things that other dogs cannot see, much less humans. And far from being good luck for the dog, it becomes a misfortune that keeps him from sleeping. And what's worse, he is constantly terrified. The little boy, Tiklol, who heard this, wanted to see if it was true. One afternoon, ignoring his mother's words, he grabbed the dog and wiped from its open eyes the thick green ooze that gathered in the corners. Then he rubbed his own eyes with it, as if it were an ointment he had taken from Tuzik's brawny eyes. A short time later, the boy began to see strange things, and his alarmed cries woke up the neighbors at night. What is that? What is that? Don't let it catch me. Every night, his cries joined the hallowing of the dog who stared trembling at the horizon. The little Tiklul could not bear up under this evil. He became horribly thin and finally he ceased to exist. From that time, it was clear that no one should rub his eyes with the phlegm from the eyes of dogs who see visions at night, or what happened when Ticlol disobeyed his parents might happen to them. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz, and Tres Cuentos warns you not to think twice, but at least three times before following your curiosity. Next time, there are obsessions that the dead take with them to the other side. Unsolved issues with the living. This podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by Carolina Kiroga Stoltz. Music and sound effects were downloaded from the YouTube Audio Library and freesound.org. Until next time.